Welcome to the Nutrition Burnout Podcast, your home for food and body obsession. I'm your host, Christy Brown, founder and creator of Intuitively Strong. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to episode nine. Uh, I first want to just drop a huge thank you and say just, oh my gosh, (laughs) your support has been incredible. This podcast is new, but it's skyrocketing, and I can't thank you enough for that. Uh, Because you listen, because you suggest it to friends, it just means the absolute world to me because the more that you give it five stars, the more that you share it, the more that you subscribe and download episodes, the more that Apple, Google, Spotify realize that, oh, hey, people like this and other people can hear it. They're going to actually suggest it to more people. So um, from the bottom of my heart, just sincerest of thank yous because I do this for you and I want to let you know that if you have any um like issues or if you need extra support or if you have a question or you're like nobody touches on this subject I want you to email me and it's in the show notes my email is it's intuitively strong at gmail.com but please email me and let me know this podcast was built for you so I want to create this around you and what you need So with that being said, let's get to this episode. This is a question that I have received so many times, and I'm like, I'm just going to do a podcast episode on this because it is so freaking powerful. Um, And this question is is huge. I get asked this multiple times a day, uh, multiple times a week, so many times per month, and this is everybody's biggest fear. And I want to address it right here and right now. So the biggest question I get is, Christy, I really want to go into more balanced eating, intuitive eating, mindful eating, whatever you want to call it, but I'm at the biggest, largest weight I've ever been, and I'm scared that I'm going to gain even more weight. Like, what do I do? And most people's thought process, and I know this was mine, is that, oh, I'm going to lose weight first, and then I'll start intuitive eating, right? Or then I'll start, you know, becoming more mindful, or then I'll start adding in more foods, and I'll begin making them a part of my life, but not until I lose weight. So the problem with that, and believe me, I thought this, oh, my entire life, is that you are never going to get to that place of feeling at peace with your body if you're constantly focusing on the scale. So I'm gonna start this whole series with a disclaimer that I am all for. If you want to lose weight after you heal your relationship with food, if you want to go into bodybuilding or you wanna go into strict dieting, whatever you wanna do, it's your life. I believe in body autonomy. You can do whatever you wanna do, whatever makes your little heart happy, I want you to do it. But you cannot go into a world of caloric restriction until you have a healthy relationship with food. So a healthy relationship with food means that you're not constantly thinking about food, that you're not constantly calling foods good or bad, or you're not constantly fearing foods or saying, oh, don't keep that food in the house, I'll eat it all. Um, Having an unhealthy relationship with food means you can't trust yourself around any foods. Means if you know, your partner brings in your favorite Pop-Tarts and you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm going to eat them all. Having an unhealthy relationship with food is all about feeling this intensity around food, meaning you can't help yourself. You just binge on it or overeat it. It's basically an all or nothing attitude that I'm either on or I'm off. And a lot of people don't realize this, but they're like, oh my gosh, I've been listening to your uh, 30-day diet detox or your podcast. And I'm like, I have an unhealthy relationship with food. And I'm like, yeah, we 
we all grew up with this, right? I mean, it was normal and natural. It was the old school way of health that in order to be healthy, you have to lose weight. You have to be smaller. You have to shrink yourself. And that's what diet culture is. I mean, it's that's it in a nutshell. It's thinking that health is in a smaller size, but health really has, has very little to do with size or how you look. I mean, health is so dependent on genetics. It's dependent on your consistency. It's dependent on your stress levels, on your life, on how you were brought up. I mean, there's so many things that factor into this. So a healthy relationship with food would be eating by the signals of your body, not by the clock. It would be honoring your hunger and respecting your fullness. Um, Being able to leave a half-eaten cookie on the plate because you just don't want any more and you know that you can always have more later. It's understanding that, oh, wow, I ate a little bit too much at the restaurant tonight, but I'm not going to starve myself or punish myself with extra cardio tomorrow because I'm just going to eat how I normally would tomorrow, that knowing that my body is naturally going to regulate itself because I let it. So that is a healthy relationship with food. And it's also not thinking about food 24-7. I know that was one of my things is, oh my gosh, I'd be at the you know, a dinner table or at a restaurant and my family would be talking to me and they'd be like, so Christy, how's it going? And I'd purposely ask them a question that would, you know, make them talk about themselves because in my head, I'm like, okay, so I just ate that roll that was like 200 calories and I put butter on it was probably like a tablespoon and a half of butter. Let's just put two tablespoons because I want to be on the high side. Oh man, I want dinner. I want dessert. Oh my gosh. Well, I shouldn't have the wine if I'm having dessert. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, that's great. Okay. So if I'm having wine and I just like do this dialogue in my head, like I wouldn't even really be paying attention to that person and I would just miss out on being in that present moment. So um, constantly thinking about food, it steals away your life. It steals away your experiences with people. It steers away that like connection that you've built with people. And even if people like know that you're there, they know that you're not really there. So people start to pick up on this and they're like, man, Kristen is definitely Christy. Like what's going on with her? And this is how it spirals. And we can say, oh, it's for health. I do this for health. I do this for health. But real health doesn't have a look. It doesn't have a size. It doesn't have a number on the scale. So back to that question that everybody has. Like, Christy, is it possible to lose weight with uh, healing your relationship with food and going on this journey of ditching the food rules and tracking and just relying on my body? And I'm here to tell you that it is. I have had clients that have lost weight on this journey. I've had clients that have gained weight. I was personally one of the people that had to gain weight. Um, and I was. I have people that have maintained weight. I've had people that have gained weight and then lost weight. I mean, there's a whole gamut of things that could happen. And anybody that tells you, oh, I guarantee you can lose weight on this, it's, it's not really uh, like a mindful nutrition practice or intuitive eating practice, whatever you want to call it. So... I just want to lead with that, that anything could happen on this journey, but depending on how long you've been rooted into diet culture, depending on how long you've been dieting, I know for me it had been decades, like decades, not even years, but decades of just thinking my body was healthy in a smaller, smaller body when really I was at my unhealthiest when I was in my smallest body because I was, um, yeah, I was working out every day. And yeah, I was eating in my macro allotment and um, in my caloric budget, but I was mentally unstable. Like I, my mental health was constantly obsessed with food in my body. I'm never going out into you know social situations or fearing them. 
Um, and even when I was like, oh, I just want to like be sexy and, you know, have this lean body and go out with a bikini. I was too cold all the time uh, to ever show my arms. Um, I was never feeling super sexy because my libido was so low. And I was in such a caloric restriction that like anything sexiness was off the table because I'm like, I'm too tired. I'm, I, I was just physically exhausted and couldn't even walk up the stairs without like <sighs> catching my breath, even though I was working out every day because I just was exhausted all the time. So there's that end. And then I've also been on the end where I just completely was like, screw it. I don't even care if I get fat. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. And I would just like down the chips, the Cheetos, the ice cream, the graham crackers and peanut butter, whatever was in there. Because I'm like, shoot, I'm just going to start again like next month or whatever. Or, you know, next next year it's coming up so quick and, you know, on Monday. So it was that all or nothing mentality. So that was unhealthy. And it's actually unhealthier for you to be going through these binge restrict cycles than it is to actually be a little bit overweight. And when I say overweight, I want you to get your head out of the BMI world. BMI is a crock of shit. Uh, It was based on white European males. It literally has no... like actual meaning as to your health. So it's it's not real. It doesn't account for your muscle mass, your activities, your lifestyles, your genetics, anything like that. Um, shoot, when I was at my leanest, like when I was like so buff as shit, I was considered overweight. And I was probably at like 18, 16% body fat, which is very low for a woman. So my suggestion for those who are like, ah, what do I do? I, I know I'm if I allow myself to eat food, I'm probably going to gain weight. And I can't tell you yes or no here. But what I can tell you is that focus on putting weight loss on the back burner for now. And if you want to go on a diet afterwards, that's totally your prerogative. But this is where I want you to start is I want you to put weight loss in a box, put it in the attic, in a shelf. And so it's there. You can always go back to it whenever you want. But Heal your relationship with food first. Start habituating these foods into your life, your fear foods like the ice cream, the chips, uh, the breads, sugars, anything in life that you're afraid of. And start making these foods a part of your everyday life and learn how to live with your favorite foods instead of taking your favorite foods out. So from here, you start to heal your relationship with food. And then where you go from here is then you start building rhythms. Then you start like... Once you're kind of like at that place where you're like, okay, food is kind of just food now, um, you start taking these foods down from their pedestals and they have so much less intensity around them. You can eat one Pop-Tart instead of the whole box. You can eat a couple cookies instead of a whole sleeve of cookies. Like that is complete progress, like absolute progress. And you're starting to uncover your hunger signals. You're starting to know, oh, this is what hunger feels like. Oh, this is what fullness feels like. Okay, I'm going to stop here because you know this food is never going away and you can always have more later. So I've literally built out a process for this. So if you do need help, there's uh, a link in the show notes here uh, for a discovery call with me. If you just want me to help you, lead you in the direction to build out uh, a 12-week plan for you, I can I can help you guide you in that. But if you don't, if you want to do this on your own, that's totally cool too. I'm going to help you out here and tell you that you have to do that first. You have to allow full permission. 
And then what you do from there after you allow yourself that full permission, um, once you can be like, okay, I think I'm ready for the next step, you start creating those routines of, yeah, I really want to start getting in the habit of eating like a nourishing breakfast that's satisfying that's going to take me to lunch. So we're going to work on what you can add into your meals to help you with that. And then from there, uh, you're going to really start to hone in on, okay, I think this is where I should stop. And whether you're right or wrong, um, you're going to learn from it. You're going to be like, oh yeah, that was way too much food. I need to eat less next time. Cool. On to the next meal. And then you're like, okay, no, 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 that wasn't enough food. I'm going to definitely need to add more because I was starving. But luckily, I planned for an audible and brought a snack with me. So I'm going to eat this and then uh, go on to my lunch. And you're going to start to realize like, yeah, I'm going to actually work on fitting nourishments and satisfaction into my life instead of like forcing it into these places and forcing my life to be something that it's not. Because let's face it, you're not going to get any less busy. Things are only going to get crazier as life goes on. And even next year, this time next year, you're going to think things are going to slow down, but they're not. Like that's just life. So let's figure out what rhythms that you do need. Because this is where you start to set up like, okay, I'm feeling like I'm, I'm getting back into the rhythm of working out again and I'm starting slow. I'm not starting with a seven day a week program that's going to take me into instant burnout. I'm starting with like one walk per week or getting back into this. Or maybe if you're an overworker outer, we set you up with um, like more rest days and you're still working out. You're still you know moving your body, but you're giving your body that break that it's always needed. So what we're doing is basically at this point, you're taking the two extremes. You're taking the all or nothing. You're taking the all in of I'm going to do that workout program seven days a week. I'm going to stick to this meal plan and not deviate from it. And then you're also taking the other end, the other extreme end of screw it, F it mode. I don't care. I'm just going to eat this entire pie. I don't care if I get fat. I'm just going to not work out at all until I have a plan. And then you meet in the middle and you find the gray area. So that's what that's about. It's finding those rhythms and creating new patterns. And then after that, you begin, um, if you want, from this point, this is totally up to you. I, I personally had to stay at this point of just enjoying food in amounts that felt good to me because I had been stuck in diet culture for so long. So I had to stay here for a while and I enjoyed it. Just having the freedom to pick what I wanted was so nice. And um, it, it helped me. I have a client going through this right now. She's like, as much as I would love to go to the next step, she's like, I just know I need to be here for a little bit longer. And, and you do. You just kind of know like, okay, I'm ready to just go or I'm, I need to stay here. There's no right or wrong answer. So from there, what happens is you walk into the world of adding nutritional structure. So this is more permission um, plus now you have structure-based eating. So the structure in this would be, all right, I am going to become more mindful around food. I am actually going to understand that, yeah, as much as I do need protein in my diet and to add fruits and vegetables, I am going to make that a focus and be mindful and intentional about adding those, but I'm not going to go completely gung-ho like I have in the past and only eat protein and only eat vegetables and omit carbs and omit the cookies that I love and omit the chips that I love. It's about just adding things in that you normally wouldn't have before. At this point, I was going back into Pinterest and I'm like, oh my gosh, all these recipes that I just, they were healthy. They were totally like whole 30 things, but 
I added in the the bread. I added in the cheese that I wanted. So I was still getting in those vegetables, but I was adding in the things that were always missing. So even in my omelets, I was adding in the feta cheese and um, the whole eggs instead of egg whites. And I wasn't measuring out my spinach or my tomatoes in there. It was just like, yes, this feels so good to do that. But I'm gonna be mindful that, yeah, I should probably work on adding three to five different colors to this plate. Or um, I can eat what I want, but I'm going to make sure that I listen to my hunger scale and I can have this pizza but let me add some crunchy um, like a different texture something cold and crunchy um, a side salad or maybe some sliced cucumbers with it because I know that that's going to add some green to my plate and that that's going to add variety so the whole point in this is really kind of adding in that nutritional structure and if you do it with me, we do it at a point to where we find that threshold, to where how far can you go without getting back into triggering situations? Like some of my clients, some of them, um, I have them just tracking their fiber intake. Some of them, I have them um, just making sure that they're loosely letting me know how much protein they think they're getting per day. And some some of my clients can't do that yet, and that's fine. I know for me personally, if I open up my, my fitness pal app, um, it's taken me years to get to the point to where I don't feel triggered by it. And even now, I still use it very loosely because I like to know just about where I'm at from a micronutrient perspective and a vitamin perspective because I no longer focus on calories, I focus on health. And like I tell my kids, what's going to make my body go fast? Because I've earned this place to be here. I worked so hard to get to a healthy relationship with food. And now I can check my fibers and make sure I'm getting enough fiber or calcium in during the day to help my body. But if tracking takes you into this whole world of good or bad or obsessive thinking or I'm not good enough or I have to hit this exact amount of grams or else I failed, then that's not healthy. And that's something that I would absolutely recommend stepping away from. So there's this extreme sense of good and bad. There's extreme sense of all or nothing when it comes to obsessive nutrition, which is why you have to first heal your relationship with food in order to get to the top of the pyramid, which is adding in that structural nutrition. And most people, what they do is they flip that pyramid upside down and start with the structural nutrition and they don't have that steady foundation or that really solid base of food freedom. So you can really make this your own. And I have had hundreds of clients go through my programs and not one of them is the same. So it's very, very different for everybody. And something I want to address that... I know I felt is that because I stepped into this world of intuitive eating back into macro counting, intuitive eating back into macro counting. Well, it's not working. I'm gaining weight. I went back. And then I'm like, okay, once I hit my goal of whatever weight I needed to be at uh, with macro counting, then I'll go into intuitive eating and and then I'll, I'll go ahead and just, just start that whole thing. And it never worked because it. I always wanted more. I always wanted more, 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 more. And it was never good enough. I was never, ever good enough. No matter what weight I was, no matter how lean I was or how like my muscles were bulging out of my quads or my arms, it was just never good enough. So I say this because a lot of people do the same thing. They think that, okay, once I restrict all these foods, you know, whole 30 or whatever it is for a whole month, and then I'm going to slowly start adding these fear foods back in. And this is the same thinking 
it's the same process. You're waiting until things are perfect. You're waiting until you think you're going to be happy at a lower number on the scale. And what this really does is only makes the obsession even worse because the end goal of every diet is intuitive eating, right? The end goal of every diet is to, okay, then you slowly start adding these foods back in because you you can't live without them, right? So why not skip all the bullshit and go straight to the end part? Because all that stuff in the middle is actually what's making you become obsessive and fearful around food. And if we get rid of that, then we just have the end goal here of healing your relationship with food and eating in a balanced way. So using intuitive eating or balanced eating, mindful eating as a way to lose fat is like taking your car to a car wash when it really needs an oil change. Like you're not fixing what's really going on deep inside. And so my approach is that I want you to focus on health, not weight loss. Because what happens here is when you focus on health and you allow your body to find its ideal weight set point, this is where your body is like happy, it's healthy, it's balanced. This is your body where it's always trying to reach. Whenever you're on a diet, it's always trying to get you back to this homeostasis because our bodies are so freaking smart. It just knows um, what weight it wants to be at. And this is the weight that you're at when you're eating for health, when you're eating foods that are both nourishing and satisfying. This is where you're at when you're uh, working out to feel good and not as punishment. Because when you work out for punishment, you're eventually going to reach that point of like workout burnout where you absolutely hate it. And it brings a really terrible connotation to exercise and movement. And you're going to start to notice, man, this makes me feel good. And this is why I want to work out because I feel good. It feels good to move my body after sitting all day in front of the computer. It feels good to release those dopamine hormones after a full day of stress at work. Like this is what health is. It's focusing on finding your physique set point, that point to where your body is happy and healthy. And no matter what size it is, this is where your body sits naturally. And from there, you have every right with body autonomy that I believe in to, you know, if you want to try losing weight or whatever you want to do, but just understand that there is a cost to leanness. We talked about this in the past uh, couple podcast episodes, but from here, what are you willing to give up? And a lot of my clients are like, I actually love it here. Like, I don't feel forceful around food. I don't feel restricted. I still work out. I still um, like eat healthy foods. I still eat like nourishing foods and vegetables and fruits, but I had pizza and beer last night and you know, just went right right back to my normal routine the next morning without even thinking about it. They're like, I have my life back. And then it's like, there you go. This is this is where you are right here. This is your your natural weight set point. And from here, I've had a lot of clients even get a hold of me like a year or two later and they're like, oh my gosh, like after being here for a while, I've actually lost weight because it's just this is where my body is finding that, yeah, we're good here. We're good here. And then your body starts settling in more and more. So weight loss and health are not mutually exclusive, okay? Like I know I brought up weight loss in here a little bit, but I, I know this is your desire too. And it's okay if this is your desire, but I want you to, instead of the word fat loss or weight loss, really input the word health instead. I want to get healthy, right? So if you could take away your body, <laughs> what would be healthy to you? What would a healthy person do? What would they feel like? What would they eat? Um, A balanced, healthy person, when you picture them in your head, they probably don't restrict 
any foods, but they're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to be mindful. And I know that, you know, three cupcakes is not going to make me feel good for dessert. So I'm going to eat a couple bites, wait a little bit, see where I'm at. And if I want more, I'll go get more. But it's at this point to where food doesn't have this control over them anymore. So the goal of being healthy, the goal of focusing on health rather than fat loss is to enhance your life, right? Health shouldn't take over your life. It should enhance it. So my friends, when you think about fat loss, I want you to rephrase it as how do I get healthier and then start there. How do I start, you know, being more balanced around food? Do I start by adding things that are missing to my plate? Like Christy says, do I start by learning how to habituate these formerly forbidden foods so I know that they're always going to be here? Do I start by maybe just getting back into like walking for 15 minutes, two times a week? Do I start by doing maybe just one strength training program per week and then seeing how that feels and then molding it to my schedule? There's so many different ways you can go about doing this. And like I said before, if you are somebody that is in need of a structured program like this, get get into the show notes because there's a link in there. Plus, I do have my New Year Revolution Summit coming up on, let's see, it's Wednesday, December 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that is going to be a summit where I'm going to help you build out your 2022 goals. We're, we're going to sit down and on a Zoom call, like all together, and we're going to go through it. I'm going to get you a workbook so you can literally go step by step into building this out. And yeah, if you did want to go into a structured program after that, I actually have a group course opening up. So feel free. But if not, if you just want to do the, um, the New Year Revolution Summit, then by all means, get in there. Uh, you can start by joining my Sunday Scaries. That's my email list, and you're going to get weekly help with that too. So um, I just want to get you to a place where you get your life back, where you don't have to track and think about food anymore, where you just feel completely at peace with food and with your body. And you're going to have those moments where you're like, I don't know what to do without dieting, but I'm going to equip you with all the tools that you're going to need. I don't want you to hide from the triggers that happen in your life. I want you to learn how to deal with them and how to get yourself out of comparison mode and into I'm good mode. Like, yes, good for you, not for me. That's what my coach always used to tell me. All right, my friends, this is all I have for you today. And I hope you go explore the show notes, even if it's just to uh, check out some of the other free resources that I have. So I am here for you. So let me know what else you need. And until next time, stay courageous and stay nourished. Intuitively Strong, out.